Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. This is the Fantasy Best Friends forever here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Alongside Frankie Stample, I am Greg Sussman. Frankie, what's going on, buddy? Frankie, what's going on? Here we are about to wrap up Week 15, the semifinals of the Fantasy Football Playoffs. And if I told you that you made it this far, Greg, with Andrew Luck, Saquon Barkley, Adam Thielen. You're literally naming my team. Amari Cooper, Eric Ebron, Jared Cook. Zach Ertz, whoever else you want to mention, you would not be going to the championship right now. No, I would not. Kind of, maybe, to be honest with you. You know, it's funny. So the team that I lost by point one, I obviously set my lineup. I don't, I don't want to say I like, set it with a fine-tooth comb, right? Like I wasn't mm-hmm. like, pouring over it because I was out. Like I set my lineup. I'm going to guess that you didn't get a stat correction and you were still out in your home league. It's a fact. It's a fact. So I didn't like, set my lineup uh-uh. as well as I could have. Damn Seabass. And the piece of crap missed an extra point yesterday. That's why. <laughs> Just so you know. He missed the first extra point of the game. I was not happy. But anyway, um, so I would have actually advanced with my Andrew Luck, Saquon Barkley team uh, if I would have played Doug Baldwin over Kenyon Drake. I had no idea if I would have or I would not have, but I just thought that was interesting. So I would have actually made it to, to the finals uh, with that team. But nevertheless, that team's out. I do have a team that's fighting for its life tonight, uh, which is exciting. Uh, I'm happy to be in it. Judy was enraged at me yesterday. Oh, no. Yeah. Enraged, dude. Uh Uh-oh. What happened, Greggy? Is that why she dressed you this morning? I think so. (laughs) She didn't. I mean, before we really get into the football talk, I said I was going to hammer you today. I mean, we got to do this. Yeah. Uh, Now welcoming in uh, the the dad from the museum collection. Uh, This is Greg Sussman. Greg, uh, can we go back to the wide shot? I would like Greg to stand up and just kind of like model his outfit for today. He's got the khakis. He's got the... The, the, the purple undershirt with, with the navy blue crew neck sweater on o- over it. Like, this guy is ready to take his kids to the museum. To be fair, like, I've worn, like, a sweater with a shirt under it uh, before, often on this program. Now, I will admittedly wear jeans under that. Yeah. Um, and I, so, like, I like my great you with jeans. And sometimes sneakers and sandals. But uh, today we have Judy's holiday party, so I was, I was told to dress nicer. Dressed nicer. All right. Well, Not dressed like I a, think you still could have got away with the jeans. Like, so I wasn't sure. Yeah. I was going to wear black jeans. Like, this outfit would look great with jeans. Agreed. Yeah. Even black you jeans. You wouldn't look like a dad. Even black jeans would have been fine. <laughs> dad but, Greg. But I felt like I needed to, to wear this. Now, I had some other combinations with this blue sweater I'm, I'm going to rock this winter. Like, I, I, I do like the blue and purple combo. It's nice, right? Like, very nice together. I have a black and blue and green combo that looks pretty cool. And I'm, I'm excited to wear it at some point. Right. I'm excited for you to wear it's, it. It's literally this sweater with a blue shirt. Okay. Or a green shirt, rather. Um, or a light blue shirt. I have that. I was, I, I was honestly, I was channeling my inner Nando today with all this. That's fair. I mean, you need a beard, but 
Outside of that, I shaved this, this morning. This is pretty close. I shaved this morning. Yeah, not happy about that. You know, the thing is, I had. You need a playoff beard, Greg. You're going nah. deep into the postseason. You not, need a playoff not beard. Not holiday party tonight. You I mean, come on. I got. I mean, I've been growing this out since since Halloween. Know. Since Halloween, right? I don't think I've shaved. No, 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 no. Right, solid. Since, since Halloween, we'll playoff beard. There you go. Um, so anyway, you deserve to lose. That's not very nice. <laughs> but the point was with with Judy. So she had a decision to make, and. It was she. She started Justin Jackson on Saturday night on Thursday night. She felt great about that. All right. It worked out okay. Start. She faced Patrick Mahomes. She was feeling good. Now we knew that Todd Gurley was coming down the wire. We had Todd Gurley on Sunday night okay. that we had to face, which sucked. But she also was going to face Josh Adams on, on Sunday night. It was ah oh, nice, this idiot starting Josh, starting Josh Adams. <laughs> All right. So her ultimate, you can't control your opponent's team. Of course not. But you can control if you start Aaron Jones. Or if you start Marlon Mack. All right, Greg. Look, Judy, you, you can't be mad over that. She's not you just can't be mad over that. That's like, you know, someone tweeted me yesterday and was I like, so oh, bad, I would have been going to the championship if I started Josh Allen over Andrew Luck. Dude, 10 times out of 10, I'm starting Andrew Luck there. And I'm not going to lose sleep over it at all. I mean, you made the right decision. Aaron Jones, look, especially because you see what Jamal Williams ended up doing yesterday, Greg. Everything that Jamal Williams did, he had a great game. He scored a touchdown as well. That, that should have been all Aaron Jones. So those people who were – and look, injuries happen. I, especially imagine you started Aaron Jones and, and Keenan Allen. You're, you're out. Like, you're not, you're not playing next week. And these things happen this far into the NFL season. It could happen any week in the NFL season. It sucks that, like, there's so much on the line. And that, but ultimately, it would have been a solid game for Aaron Jones just based on what Jamal Williams – like, there's no disputing Aaron Jones is a more talented player than Jamal Williams – and then Williams goes out and has this huge game. So, I mean, to get mad over benching Marlon Mack for Aaron Jones, I can't do that. Like, if you ended up, I don't know, starting some Joe Schmo like, flex running back over Marlon Mack, then you end up kicking yourself. And, but ultimately, yeah, I mean, look, Marlon Mack, yesterday, <laughs> awesome game for Marlon Mack. Set career highs across the board uh, going up against the Cowboys. And... I think something that kind of went under the radar is the past couple of weeks they haven't had their center, Ryan Kelly, Greg, and they got Ryan Kelly back yesterday. And that offensive line yep. all year, when they've been together, they have just been awesome. So basically just don't downgrade or, you know, don't underappreciate or, um, you know, just don't doubt the Colts' offensive line anymore. That's basically like the moral of the story. I mean, career-high 27 carries. He's only been in the league for two years. I realize that, Marlon Mack. Career high, 139 yards, two touchdowns on the ground yesterday, over five yards per carry. He was phenomenal. But I, I can't, I can't kill you. I can't kill Judy. I can't. I wouldn't be killing myself right now if I started Aaron Jones over Marlon Mack. Also, the team that I was half a part of and then fell off of is going to the finals to face you. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm not necessarily. I'm not definitely in the finals yet. Wait, Greg, we're in the finals in a league together against each other. Yeah. The fantasy version against Frank Stample? Yeah. In the finals? The real life version. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Wait, am I the real life version? Right. No. Well, you know. I mean, all right. Cool. I, all right. Yeah, we're, face, <laughs> we're, uh, we're facing each other. How funny is that? Well, I didn't necessarily win yet, but going up against Dane well, Mark Ingram, and Michael Thomas, and you're up 30. Yeah, I'm up 30. With they DJ have Moore. Mark Ingram, Michael Thomas, and I have DJ Moore. My team, so, our team I, is I feel hilarious. pretty good about it, but it's not a lock by any means. Imagine this was still for $1,000. Take notes, Corey. Imagine this is still for $1,000. That would have been cool for you. <laughs> cool for you, too, no? Eh, kind of. Yeah, it would be cool for me, too. It would have been the same thing. But I give all the credit to my partner, Jake. Like, he, he took this team over when I, like, 
I was like, I was paying attention, and then yeah. it just didn't matter. It's pretty anymore. much been the opposite. Like, on my team, I've just been running it all season. Oh, I thought Greg really cared. No, no, like, no, me and Greg, like, consult each other. Greg Bynum of Red Felt Breaks. We consult each other a lot, but, like, waivers, lineup decisions. Oh, like, yeah. So I did it for, like, the first, like, six weeks. Not that our team was doing wrong, but when people started like, bitching about the league, I was like, it clearly doesn't matter, so I'll stop. But, so if they win, it's all Jake. He's <laughs> earthless. He's, no, Greg, if you win, it's all you. I, I, I don't want to give credit where it's not to you. If I win flex, that's all me. No one did that's all with, you. No one did anything. Fantasy flex. League of Experts. No one did anything but me that. You're going up against Scott Barrett. If I make it to the finals tonight. If you make it to the finals. He's made it to the finals. Who are you facing right now? Uh, I'm facing the Tozy Brothers. Tozy Brothers. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm up two points with Cam Newton against Alvin Kamara. It's going to be tough. Well, we'll see. Not yeah, PBR I mean, look, helps. Cam, not PBR helps. Cam Newton does anything close to what he's expected to do. I mean, if he's just Cam Newton, if he gives you, or if he gives you 250, not even, 220 uh, passing yards, 30, 40 rushing yards, and two touchdowns, you win. Yeah, that's it. That's what he should do. That's it. Should be all right. That's but all yeah, I need. This being a non-PPR league, Holds well for you immensely, Greg. Let me get into the games from yesterday. The Colts defeated the Dallas Cowboys 23-0. We hit on Mar- Marlon Mack. Frank gave How you- about them Cowboys? Frank gave you the stats already. Andrew Luck does nothing. 192 passing yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. He rushed for 20 yards. A brutal time for Andrew Luck to come up really, really small. But it was a monster game here from Marlon Mack, uh, which led the Colts to victory, shutting out the Cowboys. The Cowboys team is one of the hotter teams in the NFL. This one kind of came out of nowhere, Frank. Yeah, it really did. I mean, we all downgraded Marlon Mack because, I mean, if you look at everything coming into this game, he was not performing well. Uh, what was it? He was held under 60 total yards the past two weeks combined heading into this game against the Cowboys, and it was not a good matchup on paper against the Hot Boys defense that had been limiting uh, running backs all season long. So, look, again, you can't crush yourself for benching Marlon Mack. I still had him as a mid-range flex option. So, I mean, if you started someone, like, in that range over him, like, that sucks. Yep. But... I don't blame people who uh, ended up benching Marlon Mack for, you know, a legit top 24 running back or anything like that. T.Y. Hilton, a guy who came into yesterday, I mean, uh, he was really the big name on inactives. Like, we had to see, all right, is T.Y. Hilton going to be good to go? He mentioned after the game that he wasn't even 70% in this game, still managed to put up five receptions for 85 yards. So, solid game out of T.Y. Hilton. But Andrew Luck, I mean, not even throwing for 200, uh, not throwing for any touchdowns. This was basically just a game flow game. Yep. He got game flowed here. And it was obvious that they were able to run effectively. They just were going to go with that all game long. The defense for the Colts played extraordinarily well. Uh, and it seemed like uh, you know, once they knew that they could run the football, that they were just going to keep pounding that rock all game long. And, I, you know, I really give a lot of credit to Frank Reich and the Colts because a lot of teams don't do that. Like, they'll stray away from, like, all right, uh, we have to get Andrew Luck involved. We got to keep, you know, we got to keep our foot on the back of the head of, of the Dallas Cowboys. No, like, dude, they. Saw what was working, and they just went with it. And, and Marlon Mack was amazing in this game. On the other side, and I'm sure, you know, Corey, for what it's worth, he is very critical of Dak, so I'll give him credit of that. And, you know, there were multiple times yesterday, and all season long, Dak Prescott has Amari Cooper down the field where Amari Cooper has space, and he overthrows him. Like, there was, at, there was a few times, specifically, there was one that sticks out in my head yesterday where he had a step on a guy, and he, that could have either been a long catch or, you know, it could have broken yep. out for a touchdown. And Dak just completely missed him. But that seems to happen way too often where Dak is just overthrowing guys. And it's not really like underthrows. He consistently overthrows guys. And that happened yesterday. You know, I actually bought into Zeke. I bought into Amari Cooper. Used those guys in Fanduel yesterday. They weren't the only reason why my team sucked. The tight end position was just dreadful overall. 
But Eric Ebron had a ton of big drops yesterday as well. I was debating between him, Jared Cook, even Gronk. And the tight end position just overall yesterday was a crapshoot. Disaster. Yeah, straight-up disaster unless you were able to start uh, Jalen Samuels at the tight end position, and then things obviously went very well. It was awesome. Uh, for Here, here's your top five tight ends yesterday, Greg. Just a minute. Garrett Selleck. Not George Kittle. Let, it's, it, you know, it's Kittle week 15. Kill out of step, too. Let's use Garrett Selleck here, who had, you know, two receptions for 61 yards and a touchdown. And that was your tight end one. Think about that. Two receptions for 61 yards and a, t- a touchdown. Trey Burton, who had done nothing forever the past couple of weeks, he was your tight end, too. Jeremy Sprinkle, good old uh, the Sprinkle man, Greg. Three receptions for 19 yards and a touchdown. Evan Ingram. Eight lot, receptions lot, for 75 yards. That lot, was a, a lot of people were high on Evan, or high on Evan Ingram. Very, yeah. A lot of people you were know what? on this one. I saw Odell Beckham was out. You know who I put in my lineup? Sterling Shepard, not Evan Ingram. So there you go. Great. Vance McDonald, two receptions, 13 yards and a touchdown. Like, that's your top five tight ends in week 15. Yeah, tight ends, did not, tight ends did absolutely Terrible. nothing this week. Um, that's why you had a huge advantage if you had uh, Jalen Samuels. Zach Ertz, someone that crushed people last night. I'll get to the Eagles and the Rams, obviously, uh, in just one second. Amari Cooper, uh, before I move on, Amari Cooper had four for 32. And, Frank, one of the big things you were talking about when it came to Amari Cooper was floor and ceiling and how it has changed since he's gotten to Dallas, that we didn't have these types of games coming. And then it did. Yeah, credit to the Colts' defense. They played phenomenal. They've been great the past couple of weeks. But, again, as I mentioned, there are going to be games where, all right, we've mentioned the floor and the ceiling. You realize, since he's joined the Cowboys, uh, four, he had a 4-for-32 here. He had 3-for-35 against the Falcons. Uh, those, those are his floor games. But, really, all the other games, like 76 yards, we see the monster blow-ups, 217-3, and three, 180 and 2 He had another game against the, the Eagles where he was... No, 75 yards against the Titans. So really, five out of the seven games that he's been with the Cowboys, like he's provided a very safe floor, and then there's been two games where he's completely blown up. But really, it's, it's the play of Dak Prescott, which ultimately can limit Amari Cooper's upside. Because again, like he was getting open yesterday, but Dak Prescott was just, just missed him multiple times throughout this game. So seven targets. Uh, he's had at least seven targets in every game but one with the Cowboys. It's because of that floor that I'm saying, like, we know... We know what Amari Cooper could be, obviously. And I, and I won't retract my statement just because of, you know, one game against the Colts where, obviously, if you had him in the lineup, he hurt you. From in DFS and season long, it, like, it definitely hurts. But he's going to go in the second round next year. He's still going to go in the second round, Greg. Okay. I'm telling you that. I, Maybe I, late I, second. I, I will but, not take him. That's fine. All right, we'll see. We'll see, Greg. We see. We will. You said that about Julio Jones this time last year. But it was different. Like, Julio Jones is whatever. Moving on. <laughs> it's different. He's a cowboy. I don't want a cowboy on my team. <laughs> let me move. Let me move on. Um, Starting the Atlanta defense yesterday, it worked out for you. Atlanta beat uh, mm. Arizona 40th, uh, 40 to fourteen. I'm not gonna harp on this one, but Tevin Coleman, out of nowhere, another one of these guys that really let you down most of the season. You started him this week because you were desperate for whatever reason. Uh, he was fantastic. 145 rushing yards on the ground uh, and a touchdown. It was all. It was, you got lucky. You started Tim Coleman this week. It worked out. Yeah, definitely lucky, but. If you read the five players that I was higher on than the consensus, Greg. Best friend. It was basically, yeah, it was a tandem. It was like the Falcons running backs. Like, the I best fan is five. I did say, admittedly, that I liked Edo Smith more than Tevin Coleman. Correct. But I both had them as flex options. And I mentioned last week when I had the King sitting in that exact chair. Yes. That I did like the Falcons running backs this week. And Edo Smith, for what it's worth, got stuffed on the goal line. The very next play, Matt Ryan rushed a touchdown in. So... Look, Edo Smith was not good by any means. Nine carries for 34 yards. Um, he had two receptions for five yards. So 
you know, just over just about 40 total yards. But if he adds a touchdown, you feel a lot better about it. Tevin Coleman, absolutely phenomenal in this game. Uh, did that on only, what, 11 touches overall. 11 carries for yep. 145. And I believe there was like another 70-yard touchdown I got called back because of a holding penalty. Yes, there was. So, yeah, he was, uh, he was great in this game. Continued to use running backs against the Cardinals defense. Greg, yes. talk a lot about where Le'Veon Bell is going to end up in the offseason. Yeah. Tevin Coleman is a name to watch here because... For, for everyone who's talking about, all right, well, the Texans, the Chiefs are going to be in on uh, Le'Veon Bell. Guess what? There's only one Le'Veon Bell. So not everyone's going to get Le'Veon Bell. What, whoever doesn't get Le'Veon Bell, I do believe that the next running back up that they'll see in free agency and they'll be excited about is Tevin Coleman. Julio Jones had his 100th catch of the season yesterday along with his over, going over 1,500 yards, and he also caught his sixth touchdown. Obviously, it took him a while uh, to get the touchdowns, but they've been coming uh, quite often here in the second half of the year. In fact, over his last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games, over his last seven games, he has six touchdowns. So the second half of the year has been very plentiful and fruitful uh, for Julio's fantasy owners. He has yet to, he had one bad game really all year. We had two for 18. Every other game was just uh, amazing. Julio Jones. Right back where he should be, I guess. Yeah, positive touchdown regression. Finally scoring touchdowns, as you mentioned, Greg. How about David Johnson? Last week, all of his owners got eliminated from the playoffs. Not all of them, but most of them this week. Response, does what you're supposed to do against the Falcons. Where's the touchdown? Over 90 total yards. Too little, too late when we come back. The Rams and the Eagles. That's coming your way next. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round. We never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day, 10 an hour, one person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621 866-484-9621 That's 866-484-9621 this is just uh, the yeah. fourth win for Ben Roethlisberger against the Patriots in 14 tries, but now it knocks the Patriots out of that that first round bye. We might actually be talking, uh, you know, them playing a wild card game, and they've never advanced to the Super Bowl right. as a wild card. When they get a bye, they go to the Super Bowl. When they don't, they don't. Weekdays, 7 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Back with you, Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. What are we doing here? Mm-mm. 
this a song I don't know, Greg, or is it just like some you elevator know, music? This is a song you don't know. What is it? It's the Dave Matthews Band. Oh God, it's really enjoyable, right? No, it's not. It's this is pure elevator music, Greg. For what it's worth, Bob from Vermont just checked in in the chat. Yeah. All caps, as usual. Yeah, sure. It always sounds like he's yelling. Hi, Greg. I like your outfit today very much. Thanks, Bob. I knew we were friends. Bobby! Bob, you Bobby are my friends. Bobby is buying in. You're my friend, Bob. On the dad outfit. Thank you. 844-843-6879, Bob. You're at the game. You got a gut feeling. No problem. You can bet anywhere and anytime with the all-new MyBookie mobile betting platform. With the MyBookie mobile platform, you'll enjoy the safety and convenience of at-home betting when you're on the go. Try it out today. You'll never miss another winning bet. Head on over to MyBookie.ag. Open up an account with promo code FNTSY and MyBookie.ag. We'll match your deposit up to 1000 bucks. That's right, $1,000. That's MyBookie.ag. The promo code is FNTSY. All right, Frankie, last night, the Los Angeles Rams fell at home to the Nick Foles-led Philadelphia Eagles. Is Foles magical in the month of December and January? Or are the Rams now officially a question mark in the NFC? I think it was more so the Eagles' defense that showed up. I mean, Nick Foles is not manning the defense. He did make plays when he needed to, but if you just look at the stat line, it doesn't necessarily tell uh, the entirety of the game. It's over 270 yards, no touchdowns, and an INT, but some huge plays downfield to Alshon Jeffrey. Really just winging it up there. I mean, I don't know what's going on with the Rams' defense right now, and, you know, they touched on this on the broadcast. Gabe spoke about this a little bit as well. Um, the Rams basically tried to put together a super team of players. The problem when you do that is you have to pay all these players, Greg, and they don't have a lot of depth. So when guys go down, it's like a next-man-up mentality, but... They don't have the greatest depth players behind once those players do go down. Like, they're playing without some offensive linemen right now. And I know, you know, and Dominican Sue, like, he's a name. He hasn't necessarily played the way that they've hoped he would. Uh, but Aaron Donald has, you know, he's done his, his part. They trade for Dante Fowler. You haven't heard his name much, not really making a lot of plays here. So, I mean, the Eagles were basically just uh, able to push the Rams around in this game last night. I mean, uh, the running backs... Wendell Smallwood randomly rushes for two touchdowns. We're back to we're back to the Doug Peterson days of old where Wendell Smallwood, 10 carries. Darren Sproles, three carries. Josh Adams, 15 carries. Was not very good in those carries, but everyone's scoring touchdowns now. Alshon Jeffrey, I mean, I'm sorry if you had him on the bench. He was on my bench in a league. And, you know, uh, going up against Aqib Tlaib, the past couple of weeks, Aqib Tlaib had, had done very good, and the Rams defense had performed well against wide receivers. So, with Nick Foles coming in, didn't necessarily know what you were going to get. So Alshon Jeffrey was on my bench. I can't necessarily blame people for benching him as well. And then Jared Goff. Like, what's going on with Jared Goff right now? We, we, you know, we talk about the depth issues for the Rams right now, but 35 for 54, yeah, you're putting up a ton of yards, but a lot of those are dink and dunks at the end of the game. 6.3 yards per attempt, no touchdowns, two interceptions. I was expecting a much bigger game from Jared Goff here in a good spot against the Eagles secondary, Greg, because that's the way to attack the Eagles is through the secondary. He throws for a lot of yards, but did not throw a touchdown and, and threw two interceptions in this game. So I think we're kind of seeing the uh, the Rams' vulnerability here. So much of what I read about this morning after this game was the absence of Cooper Cuff and how much that changed this offense. Do you buy that? To an extent, because we do know that he was the safety blanket for, for Jared Goff. Like, he was the number one target for Goff. We all knew that. Uh, you know, a lot of the big games Goff had this year, that, that came when Cooper Cup was healthy, obviously. But, 
mean, he's still throwing for a lot of yards, and, and it's not like these wide receivers aren't getting open. Like, Brandon Cooks and, and Robert Woods are still getting open, but you're seeing, like, what the Eagles did last night is they sent a lot of pressure in Jared Goff's face, and like most quarterbacks, he doesn't deal well with pressure. So we mentioned the depth issues that the Rams are having right now, a few injuries to their offensive line, and then you face a pass rush that sends a lot of blitzes at you like the Philadelphia Eagles, and that's a recipe for disaster. Uh, so, you know, again, just not performing well under pressure, throwing a lot of inter- interceptions right now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I somewhat buy into, like, Cooper Cup not being there, but I don't think it's a, I don't think it's um, the lone reason. I think Sean McVay, I mean, we, gotta give, we give Sean McVay credit when everything's going right. I think we got to give him a little bit of criticism here. You mentioned Sean McVay last week. Seemed like he was a little bit overmatched, just, you know, wasn't himself in that game against the Bears. Last night seemed like more of the same. Yeah, and I read an interesting quote yesterday on Twitter. I don't know if it's right or to say that, but it pointed out that Sean McVay is a really good X's and O's coach, but not a really good analytics coach, which is really, which is really interesting. Like, he knows the X's and O's, and he know, we love how he can recite things off the back of his hand, right? Like, he knows every play for the last 20 years in football, which is awesome. And we love the fact that he ran every play out of the same formation. Well, it's not working anymore. It's just not working nearly as well as it worked the first 10 weeks of the season. Teams have caught on. You gotta make adjustments. You have to make adjustments, and he hasn't been able to do that. I've also noticed, because the Rams have been in primetime so often this year, I've also noticed this is a team that have used their timeouts early in every single game. We saw it uh, last week. You saw it again last night. They only had one timeout um, in the last three minutes of the ball. How about the players not running out of bounds, Greg? I was getting to that. Because I saw, you know, there were people very critical of... Sean McVay, because of that last night, I know Warren Sharp was one of them last night, you know, bashing like, you need to instill this into your players' heads. And, you know, we've seen Todd Gurley make smart decisions this year. We've seen him make not smart decisions when it comes to, you know, him falling down and, and, you know, wanting to win the game. He's like, oh, Sean McVay teaches us that. Well, how about when you're going down the field and you have no timeouts, instead of trying to get three more yards... Go out of bounds. Yeah, I mean... Todd Gurley and Gerald Everett not going out of bounds. Todd Gurley and Gerald, Gerald Everett cost their team several, several plays yesterday, uh, unfortunately. And there's one desperation heave, and I, I get what they were doing on the desperation heave to Josh Reynolds. They went after the smallest cornerback. You, you kind of throw a jump ball. Um, that, that didn't make sense. And I want to I'll get to the Patriots in a second, which had a similar uh, problem. But Sean McVay did not call a good game last night again. Uh, he did not instill going out of bounds to his players again. And the timeouts are, are an issue. He got outcoached last night. And I'll say this. Doug Peterson, who would you rather have right now? A guy who's won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles and went in L.A. with Nick Foles and won, or Sean McVay? Who would you want to be the head coach? I'd still rather bet. be Sean That's fine. Yeah. That's fine, but I think there's an argument yeah, to be there's made. still a lot of pieces there. Like, I mentioned the lack of depth, but there's still, like, there are talented pieces. And, you know, they... The Rams need a little bit of this. They need to get punched in the mouth person. to see how they respond a little bit. But, they, I mean, they've been, it's not just they got punched in the mouth. You know, they're kind of taking a few haymakers here because they're losing, a, a, like... And we were so system. sure that when they went back to L.A., it would be different. They wouldn't have to go on the road. They wouldn't have to go to a hostile Greg, environment. They were 13-point favorites in this game. I know. I know. That's an issue. I saw a tweet last night. I believe this was only the second time in the past... It was, like, something like 40 years or something that a team that was... 13-point dogs in a game led by 17 points going into the fourth quarter. Yeah. It's, listen, it's an issue. It's an absolute issue. Uh, the Rams currently 11-3 and three at the Saints. And now, and now all of a sudden the Eagles are not dead. Absolutely the Eagles not. are alive again. And listen, if the, if the Rams, if the Saints win tonight, the Saints now have the edge to get home field advantage throughout the playoffs. 
Bears are only one game back and only tiebreaker with the Rams. So if the Bears win out, the Rams drop one, LA's playing in the first round, and then they have to go to Chicago the second week of the playoffs, <laughs> and we know what happened Dude, the last time. If Chicago gets home field for any consistently game. throughout yeah, yeah. the playoff, like if they finish as the number one seed in the Tough NFC, spot. it's going to be very hard for them not to make the Super Bowl. And I know everyone's talking about that right now. You know, we're very reactionary, and oh, well, the Bears are riding high right now. Look what they've done the past two weeks at home. They limit Aaron Rodgers, like we said they would do. They limit Jared Goff and the Rams' offense. We didn't think that they would do it to that extent. But right now, I mean, if the playoffs go through Chicago in the NFC. Tough spot. It's a very, very tough spot to be. Especially for the powerhouses, right? Like, if somehow Chicago winds up at top. Let's say New Orleans loses tonight, just for fun, right? And And we know that New Orleans is not the same team on the road either. That's my point, right? They could lose in Carolina. You have the Saints and the Rams both up top at 11-3 if they lose tonight. And Chicago one game back of that. It is a totally different ballgame for both the Saints and the Rams if they have to travel to Chicago. And the same holds true for Chicago traveling to the Dome in New Orleans and to, to Los Angeles. It's... Those three teams, man, it's, it's really hard. We talk about home field advantage a lot. All three of those teams have major home field advantage, with the Rams probably having the, the least of it, I would say, uh, out there in L.A., um, oddly enough. Nevertheless, McVay got outcoached last night. Once again, McVay has to turn things around uh, in L.A., and very, very quickly uh, does that have to happen. Next week, uh, the Los Angeles Rams are, where are they? The Rams are in Arizona for a much-needed pick-me-up game, so we'll <laughs> see what happens go. there. Um, but I w- will mention, Greg, just bringing it back to fantasy here, Alshon Jeffrey, like, if you had this guy on your bench yeah. and you're advancing, they're going up against the Houston Texans next week. Now, remember, Greg, I told you that I liked Robbie Anderson heading into Week 15 because the Texans had allowed the most fantasy points over the past two weeks heading into this game. Last week, they allowed 199 receiving yards to T.Y. Hilton. Robbie Anderson just had a great game against the Houston Texans. And now, Alshon Jeffrey... And the Philadelphia Eagles will be back home hosting the Houston Texans. Another great game on paper uh, where, you know, you'll be able to see, like, who's legit and who's, like, who's a real contender this year and who's not in that game. But the Texans secondary could be taken advantage of right now. And I think uh, with Nick Foles back under center, assuming that he's the quarterback again next week, because I don't know if we see Carson Wentz play another game this year, Alshon Jeffrey is going to be in play as a fantasy option against that Texans secondary. Both yeah. for season-long NDFS. Listen, absolutely. Zach Ertz was a disaster last night. I mean, that was brutal for, for Zach Ertz owners, as were most tight ends this week. I, I recognize that, but brutal, man. It definitely wasn't a matchup thing that they saw on paper either going into this game where they're like, we have Alshon Jeffrey against Aqib Tlaib. That's a matchup we want to attack. I think it's just Nick Foles has a familiarity with Alshon Jeffrey. We saw it in the Super Bowl last year where you know he just kind of heaves one up and Alshon Jeffrey comes down with it. You know, maybe Carson Wentz needs to take more chances like that with Alshon Jeffrey. And, you know, he doesn't gain the separation. He's, he's not Kelvin Benjamin, but he's like Kelvin Benjamin-esque where, like, he can't get behind defenses anymore and he doesn't gain a lot of yards of separation. But he can still go up and win that 50-50 ball. So um, Nick Foles is not scared to throw that. Alshon Jeffrey trending in the right direction. Absolutely. Okay, I mentioned New England yesterday and the heave ho they had at the end. New England went to Pittsburgh and fell. And fell. Uh, video producer Alex Fasano says... Quote, Pittsburgh can do anything now. Anything this season. They beat New England. I'm like, they won a, the Super Bowl. Like, that's a loser mentality. That's like the Jets winning the, uh, beating that's how, the Patriots. I, I, that's how I feel. That's how, exactly yeah. what I felt. I'm like, Alex, what are you talking about, man? Like, you have a chance to win the Super Bowl. No, we beat the Patriots. I'm oh, good, man. We weren't supposed to win that game. Like, you're at home. Like, I don't know. 
Greg, I mean, we really weren't supposed to win that game. They, we, the, the Patriots were the least penalized team in the league going into that game, and they, they were hammered with penalties. They dropped so many passes, Edelman and Gordon dropping big key plays. I'm not saying we, we were totally out of it, but the Steelers did not look good, uh, especially with Boswell missing another field goal. Yeah, I don't care about any of that. You, I walked in today, and you said, I don't care anything that happens, we beat the Patriots. <laughs> I mean, what is it? Well, great! You I mean, beat the Patriots. Been, That's awesome. They haven't been able to beat the Patriots for a long time. I know the Mike Tomlin versus Belichick thing is. I understand what you're saying. It's a very New York Jets mindset. Come on, and Alex, man. You don't want to be the New York Jets. I can tell you that hey, first. The season's not over yet. We got New Orleans coming up, so it's going to be a tough one. So uh, New Orleans. I hate. I uh, hate oh, these men. Men. The Steelers are, have New Orleans coming up. I hate this week. man. This is such a loser mentality, dude. Like I don't think you're a loser. But this sounds like a Jet fan loser, obviously. And that sounds like. Are we a loser? Yeah, yeah four and ten. I mean, Sam Darnold. Look like good. a winner on Saturday, look Greg. Very, uh, I, look very good. That game. Uh, and, and, and we're going to do this forever. We're going to come back to, oh, Barkley, well, yeah. Sam Darnold, Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Well, look, Saquon Barkley can only do so much when I was Eli with, Manning is his quarterback. I was with some of my uh, Jet fan friends on Saturday it night. It was awesome to watch. That game, like, I don't even care that the Jets no, lost. No, no, it's just All saying. you need to see is development from Sam Darnold. That, that game was so could great. not have gone better for the Jets. Darnold looks now great, they and they lost. The, draft it's great. the 49ers won. It's great. They're the third pick now. It's amazing. It's fantastic. Is, I, I mean, admittedly, like, I don't watch college football, like, every single Saturday. Like, come closer to the draft, like, I'll start, you know, I'll do what I need to do. But everything I've seen is, like, I don't know who they're going to draft there. You trade back. Do what the Indianapolis Colts just did. Trade back with a team that needs a quarterback. <laughs> I, I, know that this is, uh, <laughs> I know that there's, like, no quarterback that's expected to go in the top five, but this happens every single year where someone's going to get talked up and... Jets trade back, gain more assets, get a second-round pick because you lost that second-round pick because you traded with the Colts, but I'm cool with it. Sam Darnold, very, very good in that game, Greg. He was excellent. But anyway, another the Jets. Yeah. Great. Whatever. Ah, oh, here you go, New York Sports Radio. Back to the Steelers <laughs> and the Patriots. That mentality, I just expect better. Like, that was Judy where it's like, oh, you know, I had, a, I had a good season. Like, she's the better team. No! No! No, the Steelers were a legit contender coming into the season. They were a legit contender two weeks ago! I know they lost to the Oakland Raiders, but you do have to still kind of, you know, you got to play the this The Bears out. lost to the Giants. We're here's, talking about them going to the Super Bowl. Here's, here's, Come what, on. here's what's going on, Greg, and here's why it's kind of like a hairy situation. They go to New Orleans next week, right? New Orleans, I, we'll, we'll see what happens tonight against the Panthers. They haven't been themselves, really, since... Thanksgiving, and I know they kind of like handed the uh, they handled the Falcons in that game, or rather the Cowboys game. Since so the Cowboys game, the Saints have not been themselves. So we'll see what happens with that. But I'm sure you know the Saints will be favorites at home next week against the Steelers. That's going to be a tough game for them. And then you get Cincinnati. The class, it seems like they face Cincinnati every single season, Week 17. They should be able to win that game. But you might be looking at like legitimately a nine six and one finish here for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That should be able to get them into the playoffs. The Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I mean, they're uh, like they've completely, you know, flipped the script right now. I mean, John Harbaugh has pretty much saved his job. Uh, they're four and one in Lamar Jackson's five starts, and you know, I, I saw an awesome tweet yesterday from uh, Scott Barrett, your boy Scott Barrett, Greg, where basically the past two years the Ravens have been the most pass happy team. Over this five game stretch with Lamar Jackson, no team has been running the football more than the Baltimore Ravens, and that is the mark of a great coach is not making your player and your personnel fit your scheme, fit what you're trying to do. It's taking your scheme and your play calling 
and fitting that to the personnel that you have and doing it on a dime like that midseason. That's the mark of a great coach, Greg. John Harbaugh and the Ravens trending in the right direction. Awesome game on Saturday next week. We want to talk about Saturday games. The Chargers and the Ravens next week, Greg. It's not like a, your shootout, your classic shootout. Correct. Game, but Chargers and Ravens, uh, there, there could be some pretty legit playoff implications in that matchup. All right. Uh, so anyway, going back to breaking down the, the Steelers, the Patriots here just for a moment. Uh, they ran the ball very, very well. Jalen Samuels had 19 carries, career high uh, for 142 yards. He was fantastic. Steven Ridley in the revenge game uh, had three carries. <laughs> you know, whatever. Jalen Samuels is a guy. Um, no doubt about that. We'll see if James Conner can make his return. We'll see what kind of... So I say this, we'll see what kind of usage he'll have when he comes back because Samuels has been so good. But... Would it surprise you one bit if it was like James Conner early downs, Jalen Samuels yeah, third so, downs? Yes, yeah, so I'd be stunned. Really? Yeah. You think if James Conner's healthy, they're just going back to him? Just think about this. For years with Pittsburgh, every backup's come in and every backup's performed. Not that I want to discredit or discount Lady Bell at all, but the Steelers running back, that system has been very, very productive. Anybody you throw out there, anybody from yeah. D'Angelo Williams to Fitzgerald Toussaint to Jalen Samuels, they've all gotten the job done. I think the Steelers want to be a one-back organization, as we have seen. And when D'Angelo Williams was really hot, and when Davion Bell came back, Williams went to the bench. The same thing will happen with Jalen Samuels, unfortunately. I just don't... I get what you're saying, but I just don't know if Connor's going to be 100%. I know it's a big game against the Saints. I just don't know that he'll be healthy enough to get, like, the normal 25... 20 to 25 touches that he normally does. So I don't know that Jalen Samuels just goes completely away. We'll talk about the Patriots side of things when we come back, as well as into that Ravens game where Dirk Cutter is done. We'll be back after this. If you're someone that needs fantasy sports advice every day, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network has you covered. When you download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app, you get the top fantasy advice every single day right through the weekend. Be sure to listen to our weekend warriors like College Football Today. Welcome to College Football Today Weekend Fantasy Update. They call me the fantasy Jesus. In this league, it is never short of exciting at ITL. And so much more. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app in the iTunes and Google Play Store now. And keep the best fantasy experts right in your pocket all day long and all week long. Indeed knows finding the right hire takes time away from your business. Hiring a qualified data engineer felt like a second job. More job seekers use Indeed than any other site, so there's no better place to find someone with the skills you're looking for. I needed someone with a master's in computer science and database experience. Plus, Indeed screener questions help you find your shortlist fast. Now I'm back to having just one job. See why more than 3 million companies worldwide use Indeed to hire. Post your job at Indeed.com hire. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source com score total visits. Lumber Liquidators is celebrating the opening of our 400th store. So we're putting over 400 floors on sale. That means huge savings for you. Get pre-finished hardwood and bamboo up to 36% off, including new styles like Mediterranean maple and bestsellers like silver stone bamboo. Take 25% off all dream home laminate and 10 to 15% off our best waterproof floors. More from just 49 cents plus special financing and professional installation. Hurry, get to your local Lumber Liquidators today. Weekend fantasy update. But I, th- I think that Mahomes, in a fairly high percentage of leagues, is going to be a first-round pick. Do I think it's right? I personally don't. I, I don't think he's going to take too much of a step back. The guy is really... When you watch this guy play, he is so reactionary. He's really, really good. <laughs> I mean, and that's not a, a scientific uh, assessment of his, yeah, of his skills. He's really, really he's good. He's really, really good. <laughs> Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers.
it's like one for you and one for me. You know? Right. Come on, relax, Chris. Shooting those guns. Shooting guns this weekend, Mike? Did not shoot any guns this weekend, right? oh. Christmas movies, football. Actually, a lot of football. Dude, when it's like Saturday, football, Sunday. Like, dude, I love football, but it's like Saturday used to be my break from football. We do this all week long, Greg. And then Friday, it's like Thursday. I know Thursday's ending and now Saturday's taking over, but a lot of football. A lot of football to watch. My, I might, might not make it in here one, uh, one Monday. I think it's going to kill me. Hmm. Using not. both weekend days to watch football. Yeah. We, I, like I had a great weekend this weekend. A girlfriend, we did, fiance is the worst nightmare. I did, we did nothing on Saturday, really. Like, I had my buddy's birthday. Did you watch my Jets, baby. I did. I watched a little Jet game. Watched a little mm. Jet game. Drank, which was great. Mm. And then yesterday, I went food shopping and then watched more football. It was awesome. <laughs> and I watched Very TL- eventful weekend for Greg Sussman. And I watched TLC. You were texting me about wrestling last night. Yeah, I mean, because there was, there was a lull. I mean, the, uh, the West Coast games ended early. Yeah. Red Zone ended at like 7.30. I had nothing to watch until whatever, 8.15, 8.20. So I turned on a little, little TLC, a little wrestling action. Wasn't great from what I saw. Did you watch the, did you wind up watching the main event at all? No, no, no. It was awesome. It was all football, Greg. Did you watch the main event, man? I played, uh, I played the, the FanDuel showdown single game slate. Did you win? Uh, I turned $9 into $10. So, like, I was, like, barely on the precipice of cashing out. Every, the, everyone had the same lineup, apparently. Watch, and I didn't have Alshon Jeffrey. So watch like, the main event, man. All right. I'm telling you. All right. If you want to be the next Daily, Fally, Daily, Daily Fantasy legend, draw. try DailyRoto.com for free this holiday season. That's right. Free advice. Are you making fun of me not being able to speak? Yeah. Okay. That's right. Free Marble advice mouth, from Greg. the Fantasy Pros. Free NBA DFS projections, free optimizer access, and free everything else you need to dominate daily fantasy basketball this holiday season. Stuff your stockings with cold hard cash and get free access to Daily Roto with the promo code DRHOLIDAYS to access your free trial. That's DailyRoto.com. The promo code is DRHOLIDAYS. Holiday. Galladay. Woo. Should be singing his praises after yesterday too, Greg. Sure. Hey, sure. Galladay, great game. Uh... Just going back to this Patriots and Steelers game, James Washington, your leading receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers, just like everyone, uh, everyone predicted, right? All he needed was a few weeks of Big Ben bashing him on uh, Roethlisberger's radio show or podcast or whatever he does. And there you go, three for 65. But Antonio Brown, thank God he scored a touchdown. But everything else in this game, four for 49. A lot of people were on Juju yesterday for DFS. I was on Juju yesterday. Huge letdown game here. Four for 40, was targeted 10 times. I know he was excited. I don't know if you saw the tweet, Greg, that um, after the game, Bill Belichick um, praised him. Yeah, like I saw that. A, I saw some, that, yeah. They had a few words together, so Juju was very excited about that. They get the win. Uh, but Julian Edelman, he's the guy. And I mentioned this last week as well, Greg. There are too many mounts of feed in the Patriots' offensive system right now. They're like, yep. There's Sony Michelle. There's James White getting you two carries for 12 yards, only five receptions for 25 yards. Everyone on Twitter freaking out yesterday. Well, why aren't they using James White? Uh, dude, there's too many mounts to feed. Gronk, two receptions for 21 yards. Josh Gordon, one reception for 19 yards. I mentioned there's five main players, skill position players for the Patriots. Gordon, Gronk, Edelman, James White, Sony Michelle. Every single week, at least two of those guys are going to disappoint you. And now we're getting to the level where three of those players are disappointing you. Actually, even more, because Sony Michelle was not great in this game either. Four of these players disappointed you this week. Julian Edelman was the only one. Seven reception for 90 yards. And 
you know, I think it's easy to say that he's the one guy who has the safest floor who is most likely not to disappoint you on a weekly basis. Tom Brady, we say this every single year, this is probably the year where it's finally starting to make sense. Where age, finally starting to catch up to him, Greg. Tom Brady does not look like himself. I know that's one, one week after having a phenomenal game against the Miami Dolphins. Credit the Steelers' defense here. Tom Brady has not himself this season. He has not. I also didn't like the play calling at the end of the game. It was weird. It was like Brady just airmailing passes towards the end zone. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Brady did something he never does either. Going down, randomly throwing the ball in the air, up weird. for grabs, interception. That's something uh, you see. Eli. That's something you see from Eli, from Sam Darnold. I never said. You knew your quarterbacks. That's something you see from those guys. Tom Brady, you don't normally see that. I don't know what's going on with him. On the season... Let's see this. Tom Brady is in four-point passing touchdown leagues. You're QB 13 on the season. And if you turn that into on a per-game basis, that brings him all the way down. Uh, fantasy points per game. Tom Brady, QB 16. QB 16 overall, that's because players have gotten hurt, so he moves up. On a per-game basis, Tom Brady's QB 16 this season. He's still going to be drafted as a top-five quarterback again next year? I don't think so. He shouldn't be. I don't think so. But people will probably talk themselves into it. Well, we'll say No, that. he shouldn't be. Like, hands down, he should no, no, not No, 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 I know that. I'm trying to think of the five, like, the five quarterbacks that I know will be drafted ahead of Tom Brady. Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, that's one. I think people will buy back in on Matt Ryan next year. I think he'll be I don't a top-five quarterback. I do not think he'll be a top-five quarterback. I think he'll go ahead of Tom Brady. I think it'll be close. Aaron Rodgers will still get drafted. Aaron Rodgers will absolutely get Drew Brees. He doesn't retire. I mean, if the Saints win it all... Is that a thing? I mean, if the Saints win it all, I'm just saying... I was talking with my buddies about this last night. Imagine you have, like, Kamara and Michael Thomas and, like, Keeper Dynasty and Drew Brees retires. What are you looking at next year? Teddy Bridgewater? Are we sure it's a thing? No, I'm just throwing it out there. Like, there hasn't been any, like, speculation. Yeah. But the guy is, what, like, 40? If he wins the Super Bowl, kind of, like, right off into the sunset? Yeah. Like, he's getting close to the end, Drew Brees. He likes money a lot, If he plays, he'll go ahead of Tom Brady. Yeah. Who else here? Andrew Luck, ahead of Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, He should yeah. be. Absolutely. Jared Goff? Depends what happens the rest here. But you could buy into that offense. Brady's closer than I thought he was, to be honest with you. Phillip Rivers comes back and plays another year. He should go ahead of Tom he's Brady. Not, he's definitely playing another, another year. What? He's definitely playing another year. Yeah, I mean, he's QB9 right now in fantasy points. And he's QB7 overall on the season. Mm-hmm. Not even close. He's way better than Tom Brady. Cam Newton? Sure. Tom Brady should not be a top 10 quarterback drafted next year. He will. Let me go take some calls, cool? Yes. 844-843-6879. You mentioned him earlier, so he called in. It's Bob. What's up, Bobby? Hey, guys. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? You sound tired, Bob. Well, no. Depressed about the Giant game. I thought they'd be playing better than what they did No, no, no. They're they're terrible. You should be happy. Bob, you shouldn't be depressed. You should be happy. No, I'm not happy. You move up in the draft. You move up in the draft. I'm happy. And I'm happy the Cowgirls got the... But spanked too. Yeah, That's right. That was, that was fun. I they, they did Coach get spanked. Took care of them for me. Greg, uh, if you had to take a quarterback today, and you're the Giants, who are you like? The latest that I've seen is Dwayne Haskins. Is yeah. like the name that's like being Haskins and her. No, I want the, the Giants to pick up. Um, what's his name? Teddy Bridgewater. Why? Teddy Bridgewater. Why? Because he's a good quarterback. Is he? 
I, I'm with you yeah. on this one, Greg. I think he's a little bit overrated if you just look at the numbers. He can be a game-managing quarterback. I, I think where he's at right now, he is better than Eli Manning. I think that's fair sure. to say. Sure, sure, sure. So I don't think it's the worst idea that, that Bob has here. I'm sure a lot of people will be in on Teddy Bridgewater yeah, from but, but, the Jaguars to the Giants. To, you know, if Drew Brees retires, then the Saints are going to want to bring him back. They're going to they're gonna need a quarterback. So definitely. there's going to be a lot of people who want the services of Teddy Bridgewater. I'm with you. I think he's a little bit overrated. From like a real life NFL well, perspective, he's a game managing quarterback. But I will say this: I do think he's better than Eli Manning at their respective stages of their careers. What's up, Bob? Because the Giants are going to start Eli in the 2019, right? Oh, well, and yeah, they don't get Teddy Bridgewater. The quarterback. They're not going to draft the quarterback. Oh, so idiots. Pick him up. Get. I rather they had a great opportunity to get him before the Saints picked him up. Sure. He was, right ne- he was right next door. Do you know? That was an idiot do you know, Bob, Teddy Bridgewater's career high for touchdowns thrown in a season? Do you have an idea? No. I think it's. But he's good, I think. Well, you, you keep telling me he's good, but do you know how many touchdowns is the most he's thrown in a single season? I'll say 14. No, no. I on the don't. dot. No. 14. Because I've looked this up. Because he was 14 on the Jets roster before the season. Yeah, he's a game yeah. managing quarterback. I don't want Teddy Bridgewater. I don't no. think it's the worst idea, though. I don't want Teddy Bridgewater. But here, if you're if you're the okay, Giants, what right? About you're the in a other guy. Who's the other guy? Derek Carr. David Carr. What about him? Derek David Carr. Carr. You should bring back David Carr. He's been a giant. Derek Carr. <laughs> He's better than Teddy Bridgewater, but I don't want the contract. He can't win yeah, the contract. Derek Carr with that contract too. I want to draft? But they're a in a weird spot. I want though. to draft a quarterback. I agree. Are they they should draft the quarterback. You think? No. These are idiots. Greg, we appreciate. Uh, Greg, Bob, we appreciate the call. You appreciate the, the, the yeah, Greg. You're gonna have to go. Um, okay. Thank you guys. Have a great day. Bye, Greg, Bob. I like you guys. Yeah, I like your outfit. Thank you, Bob. I appreciate that. I look good. Thank you. There you go. You're no, dressed... I like that. I dress up like that, too. Well, I'm sure. You're, dress... you're, you're dressed like Bob. Bob, we appreciate you. Bavona, uh, uh, whoever's down there, please help us out here. Um, great. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Eli Manning, what do you do if you're the Giants, right? Because he's been with the organization for so long. If he's not ready to, the, to retire, what do you do? Can you just cut him? Yes. Can you do that? Yes. After everything he's done? Yes. I don't, I don't know if they'll do it. It's, you, you passed it. Last year, they went through all the, the disasters. It, yes, you can. But it's according over. to Gettleman, uh, Eli Manning has years left to play. It's not Gettleman. That's Shermer that said that. Oh, Today, today actually. No, oh, I'm pretty sure Gettleman has said that. Oh, that, that was last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shermer actually said that today. So, things are going great for the Giants. Uh, Wes in California, you're up next. What's up, Wes? Morning, everybody. What up, man? What's going on, man? Not much, man. Just, uh... Uh, feeling good going on uh, going into tonight. Um, I'm in a family league, uh, $250 family league, and um, my brother-in-law uh, haven't spoke to him for the past uh, for the past month because you know I was just sharing feedback in regards to you know stu- uh, stuff about the league, you know things that you know you know suggestions to make changes and that kind of stuff. Like for example, he had a limit on waiver wire ads. Um, and uh, for the league and then um i also uh spoke about like how he was the top player and he was uh the a player that was didn't have no chance to make it out to the playoffs he was trading the the bottom player was trading the top players to him and i had said something about it and he got all pissy about it and uh he said to me that uh you know um whatever you know it's like uh, uh like nothing was happening and he said that he can't wait he can't wait to beat my ass in the playoffs. So I played him today, uh, uh, yesterday. Right now I got a 52-point lead ahead of him. And um, 
and he has one player left to play, Cam Newton. He ended up picking up Damian Williams and Derrick Henry uh, off the waiver, but he sat them both on the bench. Ooh, the sweet justice. Love it. Can't wait to beat your ass. There's no better way. If you have like a rival in real life, a family member, whatever it might be, a league mate who's talking trash. And you know what, Wes? I don't... uh, I don't disagree with anything that you did, by the way, because if you're not only the commissioner of the league, but you're first place in the league and you're trading with people on the bottom of your league, like you should know better than that. So you had every right to call him out, obviously. And I remember when you called in earlier in the year, you were you were debating Alshon Jeffrey and Kiki QT, and that was because you had waiver limits for the season. Like that shouldn't be a thing in fantasy. Like, dude, it's 2018. Come next year, like 2019 fantasy football, like we should not not have limits on the amount of waivers that we should play. So I actually agree. Like, if you brought it up, just like positive, constructive criticism, like, hey, this is what I think should be different about the league. Like, dude, have some thicker skin. Like, listen to the people who are in your league and actually try and make the league better. But to go out there and you're up 50 and he has Cam Newton left, it looks like you have it in the bag. I'm not going to say it's guaranteed, but it sure looks great for you. That is an awesome, awesome feeling for you, Wes. Hey, uh, I also... uh... Uh, you know, I, you guys have been very helpful, so I just want to thank you guys very much. I also uh, made a tough decision to hashtag strip the name off the back of the There you jersey. go. I sat Aaron, I sat Aaron Rodgers yes, uh, yesterday, which was the toughest de- decision I made this uh, season, and uh, started Lamar Jackson. Very and, good. And, uh, you know, he fared well. I played Aaron, uh, I played Alshon Jeffrey just like you remember he he did well last night. Yep. And I traded away I traded away, traded away Kareem Hunt this past season and picked up Dalvin Cook um, for this for this part of the season and it worked out for me. So I'm you know it looks like I'm pretty much headed into the finals. So I'm a little stoked about that. I got a lot of uh, uh, you know uh, critic criticism in regards to a couple of the trades I made earlier during the season, but it, you know, it's uh, got me in the finals. So I'm uh, ecstatic right now. <laughs> yeah, right, there you awesome, go. Wes. That's awesome that. job. We appreciate you, Wes. We do. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. everybody watching us on YouTube today. Thank you so much. The frenzy's up next with Corey, Chris, and Jim. If you're listening on the podcast, subscribe, like, rate us five stars. Please leave a comment. And if you're listening live on the radio, we have another three minutes to go. Frank, with those three minutes, it's Carolina. It's new Orleans tonight, Monday night football from Carolina. What's the spread in this one? I believe the last time I checked, it was uh, the Carolina Panthers were getting six and a half at home as home dogs. Pulling it up right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. I like Carolina with that, that number. They're getting six. Um, I'll take Carolina with this. I'd love to get it at seven, but I'll take Carolina at six. Yeah, this is, man, it, it, this is a tough one because, you know, both teams are not playing great right now. And I guess if you just use that and you're looking at it like both teams aren't playing great, they're just kind of both stumbling into this Monday night football game. Obviously, Carolina's backs are against the wall right now. They're 6-7. and seven. They've lost five games in a row. Uh, you're getting a little bit of value here with the Carolina Panthers. The divisional games are usually closer. Would it surprise me one bit if the Saints come out here and this is like the get-right game because the Panthers' secondary hadn't been great all season long? Uh, that wouldn't surprise me. I think the over is the play in tonight's game, Greg, at, at 50 points. Makes sense. So they were talking about that on the morning show, uh, how we see a lot of these totals right now in the mid-50s. Uh, and, you know, you're getting the Saints right now and the Panthers. Panthers defense not playing well. So I do think that we get some points scored in this game. Ah, oh, man. I, I just feel like everybody's on the Panthers right now. Like, everybody you talk to, everybody's on the Panthers right now. It wouldn't surprise me if this is like the get-right game for the Saints. I don't really want to touch the spread, but I do think I do think this game goes over the number at fifty. Right. For me, I, I look at this game. 
the New Orleans Saints aren't the same team in Carolina. Carolina has really, really struggled uh, over the past several weeks, really over the past month. I don't know what happened. I realize Cam is not uh, 1,000% healthy. I don't even know if he's 50% healthy. Um, he's out there right now. He's dealing with the shoulder. So, you know, ultimately... But it's a lot of CMC. Those people who are, you know, you're going up against CMC tonight. Yeah. Just kind of holding your breath. So one of my leagues is, that, is like that. And it's close, too, because it's, uh, it's the matchup of... Well, he's getting so much work, yep. especially down near the goal line. Yep. I mean, the guy has played every single snap in, in every game for like the past five, six games. Like, he has not missed a single snap. So, it's really the matchup of, you know, the Saints have been good against running backs all season long. Yep. They've struggled against the pass. I know, you know, their defense has gotten better over the past month or so. But really, they've been stout against the run all season long. So, for those people who have fantasy matchups on the line with going up against CMC tonight, I mean, you're just kind of holding your breath. Uh, but, you know, I do think that, um, yeah, just uh, the spread overall worries me. The Panthers have played better at home. They're 4-2 and two ATS against the spread at home this season. Um, but on the season, overall, the Saints, 10-3. and 10-3 and three against the spread, Greg. So it doesn't matter. Like, even on the road, they're 6-1 and one on the road. Okay. So, you know, and I know a lot of those were, like, where they were getting, uh, they were laying like seven points on the road against teams, but they had that stretch where they were blowing everyone out. Sure. By like 17, 21 points. Um, but the Saints are not the same as they were during that stretch. So it'll be interesting tonight. I think, I think Michael Thomas is obviously in a good spot here. Panthers secondary, that's the way to attack them. Uh, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, there's been a little bit of volatility there in terms of like who, who can you trust? Obviously, Kamara's the guy. Um, we'll see. See what happens. Good luck to everyone out there who still, because there are a lot of fantasy implications in this game tonight. From Breeze, the running backs, Michael Thomas, Cam Newton, Panthers wide receivers, Christian McCaffrey. Good luck to everyone out there, man. Take the over. It'll be a fun one tonight for Frank Staff. I'm Greg Sussman. The frenzy's up next. Good luck tonight. We'll see you tomorrow. We, we hope. hope.